Hey guys, we're back with VP Precision, episode number 19. Um, we've got going to be a little bit of background noise, um, as you can hear Jake's rolling in his car. So we're trying to keep these get, get these things out for you guys, so we're getting them in when we can. Um, so this one... Um, this one we're going to talk about the NRL finale, well the NRL championship down in down in Texas. Um, Dave Ferguson, Prentice Wing put on. We're going to talk about kind of talk about the week, give you guys an update on Jake. Some of you guys know uh, he wasn't able to make it, which is unfortunate. So we'll talk about the whole week. Uh, we went down early on um, on tuesday i believe before for a training we had so you want to you want to touch on that a little bit jake yeah you know tuesday we went down um and we had a really group a really great group of dudes that were uh you know uh pretty pretty good shooters Mm -hmm. um some really good shooters in there and they just wanted to learn a little bit more about what we do and uh kind of our level of expertise so it was a it was a great training um uh, it, it, it really, it ended up being a great training. We showed up on Tuesday, we trained them on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, Wednesday night, uh, my wife was in the hospital. And so I had to kind of make the decision what I want to do, uh, for that. And so she went to the, to the hospital and I decided to fly out Wednesday night. And so I, I kind of had to abandon the training, uh, Thankfully you were there to, to rescue the day and, and, you know, and so that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it worked, you know, it was a, it was a bummer. We, we wrapped up Wednesday and Wednesdays, we could talk about training a little bit. It's, it's different. We had, you know, there's, there's a handful of guys there. Really, really great guys. Most of them were pretty high level. A couple guys that were, um, had been exposed to it, but, but there was a diff, a difference in skill there. Um, yep, there and, was. and so we kind of Wednesday we're getting through, you know, a lot of, well, I would say somewhat basic stuff, important, but basic. And so some of the advanced guys obviously already know that stuff. And, and we just started getting into some of the fun stuff at the end of day two, end of day one. And so most of the yeah. fun stuff was day two and, and you've been doing the training stuff a lot longer than me. So I've missed having you there. It was good for me to step out of my comfort zone a little bit and, and, and kind of, finish that training off but we definitely missed you that next day but um, and you know typically our trainings um for the most part our two-day trainings are going to be a little slower on the first day we're really hounding the fundamentals we're really hounding breathing trigger control and follow through and after we have that base of of information then we can start to run into uh some of the game management some of the time management the positions um, you know, some very advanced drills and some stuff like that, that's going to make us better shooters and it's going to make uh, people of all level better, better shooters. And so that's one of the things that, you know, with our trainings, it, it, it really is a full two day course to kind of encompass the entire thing, um, for everything that we want to, to show you or talk about, et cetera. So, that last day, uh, you're right. It's it's a little bit more advanced. Um, it's a it's a day where we're we're working on tougher stuff. We're really focusing on maybe some visualization. We're focusing on stage preparation, pre-stage preparation. Um, you know things like that that can can get us into a really good groove to attack the stage appropriately. Mm-hmm. So you know and, and, you know those are things that we both uh, kind of pride ourselves on to. to to try to be as consistent as possible to do as well as possible. 
So yeah. I'm definitely glad you were there for that for that part of it because you know that would have been uh, that would have been bad. But anyway, I had to go home. Yeah, give um, a, give everybody an update. I had a so if you guys don't know, we're going into the NRL championship. Jake is first in the series with a perfect 300, which is your you know your top three matches, and if a, a win is 100 points, so he's got three wins going into the finale. So he's leading the series. Um, he you you burn it down at that range. We've shot there a few times in the past, you know, two three years, and you've shot really well there. So obviously you're feeling good. Um, we're, we're looking forward to it, and uh, yeah. and then you know Wednesday, you know. We fly down Tuesday. Our plans are to fly out Monday, so we're there for nearly a week. Uh, we fly down Tuesday and Wednesday night. This starts going down. I got a lot of questions from people. I'm still getting questions because people are like, oh, I don't want to bother Jake. How's his wife doing? <laughs> yeah, so no, why don't yeah. you give everybody an update, kind of, whatever you so, feel comfortable uh, with with that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So technically a little, I mean, uh, a couple months ago, technically she broke one of her vertebrae. She, she basically broke her back. Um, and so we've been kind of fighting through fighting through that her mobility has been super super limited um and we've been you know kind of kind of uh you know trying to baby it and get her better so a lot of scans a lot of uh you know mri a lot of a lot of different tests and stuff the doctors are doing trying to figure out the best way for you know her to get better the best way for her Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, you know, to heal up and it's a long process for her to be able to heal up. Well, uh, she was doing a little bit better. Um, everything was starting to heal up a little bit better. And, um, she just had kind of an, an, an episode and, and either fell down or tweaked something. She had a pinched nerve and a compressed C4. Ooh. So there was a lot of things that were kind of playing into that. I decided, uh, because she was going to hospitals, the, you know, the, uh, uh, paramedics came and, and, you know, I talked to them. I know a lot of them here in, in, in Cheney. So it was good to be able to, to get some real information from those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause I work with them or, you know, whatever through the city, uh, so on and so forth. So it, you know, I was able to talk to a paramedic, um, and thank you. Shout out to, to him. I'm not going to say any names, but yeah. shout out to him for giving me some real talk. Uh, you know, he just said it's it's not looking it's not looking good. She's in a pretty bad spot right now. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I decided to to uh, get an Uber, a two and a half hour Uber <laughs> from. Uh, yeah, so so I'm in bed, have a sleep. We're kind of been going through phone calls for a couple hours back and forth. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of overhearing them. I'm like, get you get off the phone. I'm like, dude, what? what was that and then we keep going and then so now it's i'm kind of in and out of sleep because the day before you get a lot of travel you get tired and so all now it's midnight or one i don't even know and so it it was about midnight maybe even like 11 45 and i I made the decision i was like all right john i'm i'm heading out and he's like what i was like yep i I gotta go and he's like all right man well i respect that and let me help you get packed up you know so so out of bed dressed up we're i'm like hey i'll drive you to the airport and you're like no i'll just uber and um so yeah packed (laughs) you up and and that was that right it was over before it started story (laughs) they had uh this uber so i guess in the uber they don't know where you're going until they actually pick you up and they click accept Yep. So I'm loading my bags in and we're, we're a couple hours away from the airport. Um, I, I load my bags in and he clicks accept ride and then it pulls up as an IAH, uh, 
uh, Houston yeah. airport. And so he looks at me, he's like, are you really going to Houston airport? I was like, yes, I am. He's like, this was going to be my last ride. And I was hoping to take it across town. <laughs> yeah, five <laughs> hours said, well, later. Sorry, man, you I, to... <laughs> well, yeah, because you man, got to into... get to the airport. Yeah. So we start driving and then there was like a, a head on collision on the road from college uh, station to Houston airport probably halfway there's like a head-on collision it was bad and a rollover head-on collision both rigs were just completely destroyed there was literally like blood on the road so I I knew that it was a bad situation well they had it stopped at the road there's one road to go there and and this accident was right in the middle of the road and so they had it stopped um on one side of it we're waiting there for like an hour and a half we're just sitting in the car for an hour and a half oh my word (laughs) and this guy uh he was he was halfway mute so he couldn't really talk he could kind of whisper and so obviously we're not talking and (laughs) and there's and there's no service in the middle of the of the middle of those two places so now we're i i have no service i can't be on my phone i can't you know double check on the wife I'm sitting there twiddling my thumbs, uh, you know, he can't talk. And (laughs) so it was like, Oh man, what's going on? So anyway, three, three and a half hours later, I get to the airport. He drops me off. He's bumming because he's got another two, two and a half hours back home. And (laughs) I, I went, I went and stood in the line. So from like 1145, I'd say, you know, 245 or so maybe three i was i was driving i get there they don't open up until 4 30 the the gate didn't open up till 4 or 4 30 i got to the gate i was able to change my flight it cost me a pretty penny 600 700 bucks or something to Ouch. change my flight and so i got on the i got on the 645 flight uh and head back home Damn. um so it's kind of a long Long road, long trip for me. Um, long few days for sure, because I obviously didn't sleep at all that night. Yeah, you're stressed um, out. It's dude, such yeah. a frustrating, helpless feeling when you're that far away. Like we have, I've had some minor stuff happen. With kid, well, the last when we were at Pierce Finale, my my kid about cut his pinky off, and so which isn't like hospitals. It's some stitches or whatever. But you're still you feel like helpless. Right? I don't know. I can't yep. see it. I don't know. You can't do anything. I just yeah. It's a uh, it's it, plus i mean it just takes your head out of the game you don't know what's going on you gotta get yeah it's just stressful so i'm so gl- it was it was it was very stressful and i so i decided as i'm flying there i was like you know what um i, I can afford another 800 dollars, so i very well might fly back to this thing yeah let you know let me go and let me take care of my wife i'll, I'll give her a couple days of attention see what see what's going on the scope of everything yeah and then make that decision and maybe if i take a red eye friday night i can be in college uh college station saturday morning at eight o'clock in the morning yep. that was kind of my thought um, that was my thought too even though neither one of us said that to each other i was like i just knew you were coming back <laughs> i was i was so hoping i could but i got here and it was just not a good situation so yeah, absolutely um she was in the hospital and had a bunch more tests and literally couldn't move. And so I just, I just, I had to, I had to cancel on, on everyone. Yep. It was a bummer. It was obviously a bummer because I was ranked number one and I had a, a few point lead. So I was, yep. 
I had a little cushion over everyone. Yeah, you're in a good uh, you spot. know, I felt pretty good to to do that. But you know what? I, you know, family obviously is is first and most important in my life. For and, sure. And and shooting is a, a distant second. So yep. it doesn't. It really it really didn't it, it didn't bother me too too much. Mm-hmm. Come like Sunday night, Monday morning when. You know, my yeah. wife is seeing all the pictures on Facebook. She actually felt worse than I did right at that moment, you know, and she, yeah. you know, felt really, really bad. But there's, I mean, there's just nothing you could do. And no. I would hope if she's out of town, I would hope if I was in the situation she was in, I would hope she would, yeah. you know, you know, come back too. There's really, yeah. there's no price to put on that. I nope. had a chance at, nope. what was it, $10,000 yeah. and a rifle for first place, yeah. you know, a twelve dollars or $13,000 yeah. Prize package. Yeah. You know, and there's really no price on on my wife's health. So no. I just everybody I said knew. it's not necessarily worried about yeah, it. Yeah, everybody knew you made the right decision. It's it's a, it's a complete no brainer. There was never any debate, and everyone's like, "Well, props to him for doing the right thing." It's like, yeah, absolutely. We all we all know that. It, it still just, sucks. It just sucks. It sucks. And 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 your wife's doing good. So she was from the day the time you got back was slow improvement. She came home from the hospital. You, you know, you kind of it was good to get home with your daughters. Correct. I know they were worried, obviously rightfully so so just i mean just you being there getting everything ironed out and and she how is she doing now she's a little more mobile now so she did a bunch of tests and uh they're trying to figure out you know how to uh heal her back back up so she's been to some kind of uh, vertebrae specialist um and you know what we're worried about is it's a combination of things so one it's a it's a pinch it's a you know, a, a healing or trying to get healed, broken, yeah. uh, back. It's a pinched nerve and it's a compressed C4. And so there's a few things that are kind of working against each other. So we, what we need to do is we need to get her muscles to relax, relax everything. So the stuff can decompress and yeah. not pinch on itself. But we also have to, you know, try to compress it to, help heal the vertebrae and so that's kind of the Hmm. we have two things working against each other really um yeah but as of today what is today thursday uh, no excuse me today's friday Uh, as of today we're actually you know we're seeing some improvements and she's she is doing a lot better uh she's you know she's trying to drink some water she's also she's on a no sodium diet so okay uh a lot of the a lot of the pills and a lot of the the stuff that they want to give her it has sodium in it and it and so she can't take those and that's the problem is that there's only a certain amount of things that she can actually take and actually do um uh, but she is feeling much better as of today than she did you know uh last week this time so it's it's uh okay you can it's a long road you can tell her that she can quit faking it that the, the money that Tate paid you to stay home is, is, is already, you, she already yeah. collected it. So Tate, Tate offered me half and he said, Jake, I'll just give you half now. If you stay home and, yeah. and just stay home. You got to make up some yep. story. I said, sure. Yeah. My wife could be sick. <laughs> I said, no problem. So, Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I didn't mean to, to drag that out by any means. I'm glad, no, no, I'm glad Devin's doing better. And, uh, yeah. I'm anyway, that's the, that's the update for you guys. Um, that's why Jake, I had some texts and the guys were like, what, where was Jake at? I'm like, well, anyway, so that's the, that's the update. Um, 
And I want to say thanks to the guys at training for, you know, day two, just having solo. We definitely needed some more guys there to just kind of split up. And it was, they were super cool. I, you know, they, I, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I said, Hey, no, no charge today. I'm here. Let's just hang out and shoot. And they still, they still paid me some. And it was super cool of them. I did not expect that. I did not, it was totally cool hanging out with those guys. They were great guys, had a super fun time. So I want to say thanks for them. And again, sorry for, they were super understanding, totally, obviously, but just still, you know, it didn't, didn't go as planned and we appreciate those guys. So, um, super cool range too, a little private range out there that was unbelievable. It was, it was really fun. So, um, so good spot anyway. Um, you know, I don't tell me a little bit about the match. Uh, you know, uh, tell me about the facility. I've been there a few times. I actually, Mm -hmm. I tend to shoot pretty well there. I think I have a second and a first, um, at the lone survivor match down there. So I really like the way that they, that they run their matches, Mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reason, it jives with the way I shoot and I like their range and it's, it's pretty well set up. Nice, sturdy, uh, barricades and props, everything is super professionally done. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's kind of my takeaway from that particular facility, Yeah. but from the national rifle league championship, tell me how Friday, you know, and Saturday went. Yeah. So, so Friday, um, obviously side in registration guys are coming into town. Um, I went out there. So the nice thing about having that range the prior two days was I could, I'm still kind of ringing out the BC on that 109. And I'm like, man, can it really be as high as, as they say? So I, I kind of had my drops rung out pretty good at that range beforehand. So on Friday, I felt pretty good about everything. I didn't, honestly, I didn't even shoot my hundred yard zero. I went straight out to distance because I was pretty confident in my hundred yard from the day before and yep. um, went straight out to distance. It was fun. Uh, Matt Brousseau uh, was able to show up. Um, he wasn't in the running for anything because he didn't shoot enough NRL. He was just there to have fun. And it was, I, I don't get to see him a lot. And so we kind of, we kind of went over and, you know, laid down we're going to check our drops at we worked our way out from 500 out to 1100 and just kind of going back and forth shot for shot and that was a lot of fun to see him and and our guns were just hammering i mean i met that bc was spot on right at 1100 yards hitting a little tiny kyl out there and so everything was running running good um you know saying hi to people and catching up with people a lot of questions about you that day you know um and then you know guys start running into town so friday's you know, grab dinner, uh, pretty relatively uneventful, get the matchbook and just, and we were able, it was open range. So we were able to kind of look around on the props, kind of like K&M where the PRS finale, where you were able to walk around and look at everything and, uh, shot, shot, uh, a few rounds, just mo- mainly checking drops and shot a few rounds off a couple different props and, uh, just, you know, had a pretty good, uh, uh, pretty good time um, doing that and saying hi to everybody. And then weather's perfect. I mean, it's just perfect. Seven, like low seventies. Uh, really comfortable weather. Um, so then, I guess just roll into Saturday. It's it's kind of it's fun bouncing back and forth with when we're at the same match. But this is I'll we'll probably obviously talk a little more here. But if any questions yeah, yeah, you yeah. any questions you have, jump in. I don't know. Um, you know, kind of where you want to go. The the Saturday we we kick it off. We're squatted, same as say as the PRS finale, which is good. Places one through one through. Well, I guess it was was it eight? I think we did eight spots. So we one through eight, and then nine through whatever that would be fifteen, um, and so on and so forth. So we start off on a pretty good stage. Um, 
kind of tricky shooting off these 45 degree angles. So you're, you know, a 45 degree angle to the left, 45 degree angle to the right. And then also a platform prone is 12 round stage, uh, good stage. Um, and, and we kind of started strong, um, you know, cleans or, 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 or down ones on that stage. The next stage, I think down one on that one, the next stage was clean. The next stage was clean. So start off on a pretty good streak. Um, a lot of our squad did the wind was very calm. We had a lot of strong shooters. So everyone's kind of neck and neck. Um, stage 17 was, a was five rocks and there was a target. I think it was 800, no, 700, seven or 800 yards. And there was five targets in a row right next to each other. There was like an Ipsic, then a square. I can't remember the exact little circle. Then it these little, a little diamond and a little Ipsic, like pretty small targets. The last couple, like probably close to MOA or smaller. Um, and then, so you, there's five rocks. So you shoot two shots at the big plate from one rock. You move to the next rock, you go to the next target, so on and so forth. That stage ate a lot of people up. Um, I was, I started with only three tenths of wind and hit the first two. I felt like they were just dead center and go to the next rock. And I hit the next two just dead nuts. I'm like, man, this is more money. And I knew I could make up some ground there because some guys had dropped some shots. Get to the next rock, just on the small, next smaller target, just hitting them just right in the center. I'm like, oh, here we go. I go to the last two rocks and I miss all four shots in a row with no idea where they're going. I couldn't pick up trace the way the lighting was. I was real solid position. I just, I couldn't pick it up and there was zero backdrop behind these targets. You're shooting into this four foot tall reed patch where the bullets just absolutely disappear. And so I'm like, huh, down four Tate shoots right after me and cleans it. I'm like, Oh, there's a gap. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Here, here we go. And, uh, then we roll right into 18 and, um, 18, start, you go 750, 850, 50, 12 rounds, four shot. There's a rack at 750, rack at eight, rack at 950, four shots at each rack. There's two big targets and two small targets. It's hit to move on. So shoot the big target, go to the next big target, hit it, and then go to the two small targets and go to the next rack, 12 round stage prone, pretty straightforward. I lay down, I shoot the first target right in the middle, go to the next target, shoot, no call, no nothing. I was like, there's no, there's no wind. There's no way I can miss that again, miss again, miss. I'm like, uh, that's a, t- I felt like I was hitting it, but you couldn't tell. Um, some guys behind me thought I hit it. The ROs couldn't tell. It was just a tough, it was a tough deal. There was no flashers on that target. Just apprentice had ran out. It just, you know, part of the logistics of the match. It just is what it is. Um, and it just kind of went downhill from there. I got I got the ne- the two big targets at 850 and the two big targets at 950. On but I I never scratched the the small ones and that was a bad stage for me. Um, got a five on that out of out of 12. Um, I think Tate got a 10, a nine or a 10. So now we're like, oh man, there's 10. You know, I'm down I'm down nine or 10 right there. Mm-hmm. And then we move around. Uh, shoot, shoot pretty so, decent. So, yeah. Hey, a couple questions. Okay. At, at that moment, you're down nine shots. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what's your, what's the best way for you to stay in the moment and, and not worry about that and try to, you know, claw yourself back into it? You know, at that point, you know, what's, what's the best way to do that? 
I think it's maybe a little personal dependent. Like I've said in the last match, I shoot a little bit. I think I shoot better when I get a little bit, um, I'll just use the word angry, like I've used in the past, a little aggressive, a little angry. You know, I'm like, oh man, here we go. And so in some ways it plays to me, to, to benefit me where I'm like, you have no choice. It's not like you didn't before, but now it's like, man, I want to win. The only chance is to clean out everything. I mean, because there was, there was, I've, I've talked to print. We had a good talk with Prentice and he's kind of asking me there, there were a lot of the stages I think were maybe on the verge of too easy, especially for, for a finale. There was too many stages where we all cleaned or dropped one. So there's nothing to really separate skill level. Um, and we can talk about that a little bit. And I had a good talk with Prentice. I have no gripe. I love those guys. They did an awesome job. Um, there's always room for improvement. And this is again, kind of the, the mass director discussion we could have, just how to set up mm. stages, but it was, it was tough because I knew the way some of the stages had been going. I was like, this is going to be really hard to make it ground. And you could look at the matchbook and you could see that 17 and 18, the stu- the two stages we just got done with, and then stages two, three, and let's see, two, three, four, and nine and 17 and 18. So that's two, three, that's three, four, that's six stages out of 18. I felt like those six stages were the only stages where you could separate yourself. I felt like the other 12 stages were too easy. And, and so we all pretty much clean those. We all pretty much clean those stages up one, down one, you know, either clean or down one, we kind of back and forth with that. And so there was no, the only way I could catch up was on these per, couple stages. And those two, I just blew. And, and so, you know, I get a little bit, I get a little bit aggressive, a little bit angry. And then I just like every single shot matters so much right now. And, and I, and I didn't carry it over. We had a, from 18, we had to go all the way back to stage one. So it's a, it's a, you get a ride in a truck back and then walk for a while. So you get some time in between stages. Um, I, I was, I was doing okay. I, I, I knew what it meant. I was real frustrated with, um, you know, just. I was, I was frustrated, but I didn't let it bother me. Um, I, it was motivating. I was like, I've got to step it up, but I'm also at the same time, I I went into the finale in a good spot in the season. So I also know, Hey, uh, you know, second or top three, you know, I'm still gunning for those top spots. If Tate's ahead of me, it is, I'll do my best to catch him. but I'm still absolutely competing for whatever I can get. Um, despite, you know, some of these stages going, going that, that way. And so I'm, I'm still in, it. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to shoot as best I can to do as best as, you know, place as best as I can. So, so yep. that's, that was my approach. I don't have a, 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 you know, a thing, but I, you know, get a little fired up and, and here we go. Yeah. So, uh, roll and also yeah. one thing real quick that the NRL does very well that I, I don't see other leagues doing mm-hmm. is they, they take the championship or finale match and, that is the match, you know, they don't, they don't overweigh that match with the entire season's performance. So for example, um, you know, somebody, somebody wins that match and they, and they, you know, it's his first time shooting a NRL match or whatever. Yeah. Um, they don't outweigh that with the season long performance. So they, all of their prize table picks, yeah. Not all of the cash, um, but, uh, you know, a big portion of it, all the big checks and the prize table picks are all based off of the season mm-hmm. um, so that, 
what that does is that allows uh, or that kind of makes the people all year long say, okay, I want to put myself in the best position possible for the end of the year. It's a good point. So it's, and it's not necessarily just a winner take all. And there are some other, some, you know, there, there are some other matches, um, you know, for example, the, the PRS, yeah. they, they, they also give away some checks for, um, you know, for that particular match itself and for the, the championship as a series as a whole. Um, but they, what they do is they do their, their prize table. And I think the prize table is based off of match finish, not series finish. So it's a little bit different as far as, as far as the thought on that. Um, I personally, I like, um, you know, the, the series finish because I think it makes you work all year long to Mm -hmm. achieve something, to put yourself in a position to do it. Not necessarily just I don't want to say get lucky at one match or no, you know, that, have a good match, but there is a lot of, of a lot of variance. That's that. a really good point, and and I'll talk about that. I'll bring up uh, Matt's name. So, if uh, Matt Matt Brousseau and I are friends, we've been friends for a long time. He helped me out early on in the sport, and and he's been cool. I know he rubs people the wrong way sometimes, but he's he's a he's a nice guy. Um, what I would say, like it allowed Matt to come and not affect it. It, it. Then no one's like, Hey, why is he here? It allows, you know, he got a sponsor spot. I don't know how that worked out, but he got a sponsor spot, was able to come test, test some new ammo. He's a, he's a top shooter, obviously, but he's also not going to come and foul up and, and, and he wasn't able to shoot a lot of NRL between school schedule. He had to pick one league and there was more, yep. more matches for him in the PRS where he's at. If, that fit his schedule. So he did not shoot a lot of NRL, even though he would have liked to it just the schedule wise. So he can, he can show up, shoot a match, even if he wins and he knows it coming in. He was like, Hey, I'm not here for anything. I can't, I'm going to get last place. Cause I didn't shoot any NRL. So even if I win the match, it's not like he's coming and taking quote unquote, taking from the NRL or taking from an NRL competitor, that shot, you know, multiple NRL matches and was in, invested in the league all year, which is kind of a cool dynamic where you could let, yep. you can let more guys come in, you know, for a match, a match director, it would be fun for the NRL or the PRS if they structured it that way, where you re- reward season standings for the guys that were that shot hard all year. And maybe, maybe the PRS invites uh, some of the top guys from NRL just on their standings in the NRL, allow them to come to the match and vice versa. Yeah, um, that's right. I, I don't want to get too political here, but I'm just a shooter, but I like the idea. And then it, if they want to show up, that's fine. It just come to see something else and, and, and shoot another match, but, but they're not also taken from, you know, maybe taken from those guys that have shot all year. So I, I that's a good point. I didn't even, I didn't think about like that. Um, but, um, I like that idea. I, I, I like it only because it, it takes an entire body of work into account and yep. not necessarily one match, a moment. And so I agree. basically your moment. And so for example, if, uh, uh, if, if a guy, which there, there's a shooter around here that is a, in my opinion, a really, really good top level shooter. Mm-hmm. His results are, are very consistent, uh, for the past few years. And I think he can win any, you know, any match that anyone is at. So for, for a guy like that, he gets a, uh, for example, he gets a fourth place, a fourth place, a fourth place, a first, a first, a first, his average is going to be, you know, around two or three is, is what his average is going to be. And then if he goes to a, uh, another match, 
he could shot against all the same guys all the time, but then he goes to another match and he gets 12th where another guy that usually gets 12th will get that fourth place or whatever. The guy that gets fourth place actually jumps way over the top of them because of, you know, the, the finale match. And so I don't necessarily know if, if it's, if it's right or if it's correct to have one match define, have, have so much power and define it when you've been working all year long, um, you know, and we mostly shoot against the same guys. We, you know, there, there, there is, you know, sometimes where, you know, I might not get a chance to shoot against, you know, person X, Y, Z, you know, a lot, but typically you, you shoot against the same group and then maybe someone they shot against will come over and you'll shoot against them. So there is, there is a lot of that, but I think the series should be the series. Let mm-hmm. that be. Um, and then that's also going to drive people to try to do better throughout the year because there is a little bit of a thing. And I even said it in the PRS this year. Yeah. I had 297.5 or what, or 298.5, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I was a point and a half back. All I have to do is win the PRS finale by one point and I win the whole series. Yeah. So it takes a lot of the motivation off of me. I said, I got 298. I'm okay. Yep. I don't, I don't, I don't need to go. I don't need any more points. Well, if there was a structure where it said, Hey, you know, you got 298, but don't let everything ride on this last match. You, you got to work all year long to kind of prove yourself. Yep. I don't know. It, it'd be definitely be a unique uh, perspective on it. Yeah. I'd be curious. We'll have to talk with Shannon a little bit at some point. Talk with, I'd be curious what they would say to that, but yeah, it seems like a, it seems like a no brainer to reward the, it's good. I think it'd be good for the series. Good for the shooters. Good for every, everybody. But I, I didn't even, I, I didn't even think about that much. So that's a good, that's a good topic. So, so anyway, back to day two. So you were down a few points on day one. I was checking the scores, keeping yeah. up on everyone. Yeah. Although it, it the was scores hard to, were a slightly skewed because people yeah. got different stages. Yeah. And that's so, a tough thing. Like we've debated that. I wish in a finale, we could all shoot the same stages. K and M we all shot different and this match. We all shot different. A lot of matches during the year, we shoot the same 10 stages a day. And so when day one's over, you see scores and you know right where you're at well this was so so skewed there was guys um some guys i know that were way up on the field but they had they hadn't got to the tough stages yet and so we were talking i'm like man good for you they asked how many shots i dropped i was like man i dropped 22 shots and they had only dropped 10 and uh and i was like well good for you guys i was like what stages are you shooting tomorrow and they told me i was like okay I was like, Tomor- <laughs> tomorrow's going to hurt a little bit. It's going to hurt a lot, in fact, because um, they were starting on 17, then 18, and then 2, and then 3 and 4. Those were the five hardest stages right in a row. Stage 1 was easy, and then those other five were tough. And so I was like, man, it's going to hurt, but you guys just try keep your head down and try to grind this out. You guys are in a good – you know, you shot well today. So it, sure enough, they just got wrecked on those stages, and that's – it's just – it's part of the, it's, it's part of the deal, but that's why I, I wished we could shoot all the same stages on the same day. I understand it's a logistical problem. You can you can accommodate more shooters quicker, doing multiple stages at once, and and that's a different topic. But um, and, so and even better AG Cup style where you're all shooting the same stage at the same time. Oh man, you know that's yeah. that's like even even taking a championship or a match to to another level would be. If you can have the same conditions that, you know, I guess within about a half hour or mm-hmm. so, yep. but that's part of it too, is even when you shoot 10 stages or 12 stages over one day, 
you know, the light can change a lot. And if you're shooting a long range stage with no backdrop and you are sending your bullets over it, you're looking for trace. Yep. If you got a little bit of light in your face, a little bit of sun in your face, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to see that trace. If you got light behind you or to your left or to your right, now you are going to be able to see that. And so you have a giant advantage yeah. depending on different parts of the day. So ideally Absolutely. you really want to spread out some of those longer range stages. You want to think about the sun as a match director. You want to think about all these things so that it's the fairest as possible. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. So, so day one ends, um, <laughs> scores are kind of all over the place. I know all I know is where Tate's at and, and, uh, let's see, I think, yeah, Tate, Tate was in my squad and he was the one who was leading and that's who, that's the one I was after. So, um, Nick Gardazzi was in second place going in. I was in third going in and I had, I had got past, I passed Nick on day one. He was, uh, he was shooting, uh, shooting pretty good, um, but having a little bit of, a little bit of vertical. Um, let's see here. So, um, we're going to have to, we're going to have to hustle on this one. We're <laughs> Jake's got an appointment coming up here. So, um, anyway, um, cruise through that day. We only shoot in six stages. There's one separator stage, only one on day two out of six. So out of the six stages, one is tough. It's a long range stage. Uh, Tate goes up, he gets a six or seven, couple guys go up, go do good or bad, or it's a 12 round stage. It's long range. You, sh- you start at like a thousand fifty and you work back into 800 and back out to a thousand, two shots per, I ended up getting a 10 on it, which I was thrilled. Um, Killing it. so that, that jumped me, that put me in a good spot. Still, still a few behind Tate. I need a few more tough stages that we don't have. And so the rest of the match is the next two stages, Tate and I clean. Let's see, the next stage we both clean. Stage after that we both clean. Our very last stage of the day is 12-round stage, 750 yards. I get an 11 out of 12. My second to the last shot, the wind went from like 1.3 mils to almost 2 mils. Just a big gust came in. I slipped one off the right side, went up to 2 mil hold, hit my last shot. Tate cleaned that, but he had a pretty healthy lead. So I think... Uh, all things being said, Tate came on the match. Tate came in first with a 169. Uh, my buddy Brian Pence burned it down, uh, had a 166, and then I had a 165. Uh, and I tied with Justin. Justin Vineyard had a 165. I beat him on the tiebreaker, so he we kind of tied for for third. He got fourth, and then and then shoot, I do not want to butcher who got fifth. Was it? It might have been. I think it was Clay. Um, they got fifth. Uh, I think Clay got fifth, or Isaiah Curtis. I don't want to say because now I feel bad if whoever it was, but um, what, whatever it was, it was uh, one of those guys. I feel bad about it, but um, anyway. So for the series, um, Tate won the whole thing without without win. He was able to hang on to uh, first place for the season. I got second place on the season, and uh, Nick Gardazzi took. Uh, took third on the season. Um, so that was the, uh, that was the, uh, the season standings. Um, overall, uh, obviously I'm, I'm there to win. We're always there to win. So, but I Tate's a great guy. Um, we had a black, I haven't didn't get to shoot with him a lot. So 
I shot, he shot after me all match. We had a great time. Um, again, everybody was real open and sh- encouraging in our squad. Like I, I was as much as I want to win, I was rooting for Tate. I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm competitive. <laughs> I wanted to beat him so bad, but, but it, it couldn't have happened to it, to a nicer guy. Um, and so uh, props to Tate, um, yep. with, the, with awesome. the, yep. And he shot, he shot well, super good dude. So, uh, the uh, I want to you know thanks to the NRL thanks to the ROs to to Prentiss and Dave for for their work and and then Prentiss just for you know always wanting to improve and stuff we had a good talk afterwards a couple times and just a just a uh, good good people down there um, the uh, I don't know anything else I'm, I'm missing we're kind of trying to wrap this up quick so I'm sure we'll miss some things but um, I oh okay, let's uh, Tyler Frenner kind of stepped down as direct. I don't know the exact terminology, but maybe match operations. Yeah. Match operations. And Scott Satterley is taking that position is going to be maybe, I think more the go-to guy uh, to free Tyler up a little bit more for family stuff and, and step out of the, the, the focus quite as much. So that happened. Um, uh, Honestly, prop props to, to tie too. that was, that was a couple super tough years for him. I yep. know it was, yep. it was, there's so much you have to deal with when you're in that position. Yeah. People all like the, me, all the drama, people like you, yeah. people like me, people like everyone that has a complaint or a recommendation or a, yeah, uh, this is how I think I can make it better or questions. It's, it's a very tough job. So he did, yeah. he did a really, really good job. I, I'm, I'm also looking forward and props to Scott for taking over the position. Yep. He already knows it's a tough job and he knows how, you know, the, the, the scrutiny that could come with that. And, mm-hmm. you know, so he's, he's going to do a great job. He's super educated on matches and shooting. Yep. And he definitely tries to look at the bigger picture of a lot of different things as well. So I, I'm excited for him to be in. Um, and you know, just, just can't forget to, to thank Ty yep. for, for everything he did. Cause yep. he really pushed things forward quite a bit. Yep. Absolutely. I wanted to well, shout out to HS precision. Uh, Josh Clough is always, <laughs> is been a big supporter of these matches. I picked up a super cool, uh, six, five creed, um, oh, off the price table. So I want to say thanks to those guys. Uh, a lot of good sponsors in this sport that make it go around. So get that thing. I want to try some, some, some factory ammo out of that bad boy. It's a heavy, like heavy fluted really really cool looking gun so um that was a fun prize table pick up and and then and then for nrl for putting cash on the table it makes these matches it does make them exciting and there's 10 grand for first and five for second and you know you can go down there and and pay for some of this hobby so um or sport however you want to call it i think it's more of a sport it's i know people, sport. i think people though a lot of people don't argue with me but bring it on so <laughs> um <laughs> it's a it's a it's it makes it it definitely makes it more exciting when there's when there's uh you know a pretty good a pretty good chunk on the line um and uh i don't know any, anything else we, we should hit or, or cover um yeah that that was a great recap. But, and, you know, guys, if, if, if the listeners, if you have any questions about the match or about matches in general, um, about any other match that we, that we went to, or we didn't go to, we might have some knowledge or, or we might have um, some sort of information on something else. Definitely, uh, you know, throw a question out there and we'll be happy to answer them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've, I've heard some, some, uh, some chat about, well, is it an advantage to have, is it, you know, to have the the squatting from first to tenth, is it bad to have all those guys together because they're just going to run with it, run away with it even further? And um, I've heard some different de- 
you know, debates on some of that stuff. And, and, and those are good mm-hmm. topics we should, we could dive into later. Um, okay. there's, there's a bunch of stuff, you know, we could talk about this a, longer in a future episode, but anyway, Perfect. I think that's a good recap. Like Jake said, any questions, shoot us a message. We'll get this sucker out, um, probably in a couple of days here and, and then catch up on the season. Then we got a bunch of other topics to go over. We did tell a guy we were going to answer a question on the last podcast and it's, uh, rusty rusty p and uh we'll get to that soon so um <laughs> i apologize we were messaging while we were recording hey we're gonna answer right now and then we went long and then this one we got to get off of here so we'll cut this one a little short but we didn't forget about you and we will answer some questions we got a bunch so we'll cruise through those on the next episode and yep. knock them out so anyway we'll uh we'll let you go jake good with have a good time at your meeting and until next time guys thanks for tuning in and uh we appreciate you toodles